0: So full disclosure, the homily for for this Sunday, 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time, I actually prepared two weeks ago uh, and actually set this Mass uh, two weeks ago as well, not here but at St. Ignatius. I think some of you here uh, know the story, but yeah, the reason why I prepared the homily so early and I, you know, set this Mass... Uh, two weeks ago was because, uh, KCB, the Korean Catholic, maybe broadcast, I think it stands for, yeah, they asked me to, to say, to, uh, say a mass for them so they could record it ahead of time and then air it today for, for the homebound, for the Korean speaking homebound, you know, in the United States, uh. And it was interesting, you know, the events that took place. So I was trying to avoid this, this task, this, um, this assignment for a while because, you know, the president of that, of that channel, he's a good friend of mine, a priest. You know, he, he's been like begging me, hey, Leo, can you please, you know, say a mass or two for us? And I kept avoiding it for a long time uh, for, for a number of reasons. One, because wasn't comfortable uh yeah first of all being like just recorded and nobody else around that that's a weird that's a weird thing uh but also just my my command my proficiency in the korean language you know it's not it's not as good it's not as good so and it also had been a year more than a year because of the pandemic that I had said mass in korean so you know conversationally yeah i I'm okay. But then when you were talking about the words of scripture, the words said in in the prayers of the Mass, these are kinda like esoteric words. Nobody nobody uses them. So it, it's difficult for me to to, to pronounce them. So it, a lot of preparation, you know, needs to take place for me to say Mass in Korean, especially since it had been a while. I realized, you know, why was I trying to avoid like saying this Mass in Korean? It's obviously for a good reason, objectively good, to say, not only to say Mass itself, but then for people in need, for for the Korean homebound. I had forgotten the message, the words that our Lord spoke to me, which he also spoke to St. Paul in our second reading. I was so afraid of, of showing weakness, of being humiliated because, you know, my homily in Korean, it's like down to a third grade level. But as he says, my grace is sufficient for you, and my power is made perfect in your weakness. I mean, gosh, th- these are the words that I had in my ordination prayer card. I think some of you, some of you have them. Um, and like, why was I trying to seek a life of comfort? You know, that's not why I signed up to be a priest, right? It was to show God's greatness despite my weakness. So it gave me this opportunity to see the Mass, approach the Mass in a new way in a renewed way. In today's gospel, our blessed Lord says, a prophet is not without honor except in his native place and among his own kin and in his own house. What's he talking about here? We, we need to understand this well in order to get the point, what he's striving at. And I think we have some experience of this. Uh, for, as uh, as for a personal example, uh, this uh, something like this happened to me before entering seminary. You know, when I was training, preparing to be a physical therapist, started you know learning things about how the body works, injuries, bones, muscles. So, you know, my, my, my circle, my inner circle, family, close friends, they would ask me, oh, Leo, you know, I hurt my back, um, or this hurts, what should I do? So I would, based on what I learned, I would tell them, oh, this is what's going on, and you need to do this, this, and that. You need to rest. You need to, you know, do this exercise, this this stretching exercise, you need to yeah, avoid this motion, so not to aggravate it. And even after, after I got my license, after graduation, as I was working, you know, this kind of thing happened all the time. But uh, I noticed a strange phenomenon. Like they didn't listen to me very well. It was, it was very frustrating right they and then it occurred to me and and not only for myself but when i when i talk to friends who are um, other medical professionals they they say the same thing their family you know whatever something they read on the internet they'll follow that they'll listen to that but then to their own family members they don't they don't listen to them see you know what i'm talking about right uh so it had occurred to me, it's not because they're intentionally um, like disrespecting our, our professional um, advice, expert advice. it's because they knew us from before, before we became that medical professional. And so they even when we were younger, they, they knew like, how we were, like for myself, they knew like what a, yeah, what a, what a messed-up kid, what a troubled teen that I was and like oh who's this guy now telling me what to do <laughs> um, it's a, it's the same thing same thing for for a priest so let's say let's say that I'm a son of this parish like I grew up here as as a child as a teenager through college and and so you've been with me you've known me from all that for all that time and then I become a priest by the grace of god it's a miracle and then I get assigned here. Like you wouldn't, like my words wouldn't be the same to you. And I think that's why bishops, they don't assign priests to their home parish where the people have known them forever, right? And it's the same thing uh, that's happening to Jesus here. The people of Nazareth, Jesus' hometown, they took, they even took offense at him. Imagine that. They didn't honor him, they didn't respect him precisely because of his ordinariness, right? They knew him from before. He was not who they were expecting to be, this Messiah, the person they heard was performing this great, these great miracles. They knew him to come from an unexceptional background, right? He was the son of a carpenter and a member of an ordinary family. Right, they remember him as a child. It wasn't like he was—he had an outstanding or remarkable childhood. It was Jesus' ordinariness that made it difficult for his hometown people to accept that he was capable of performing great deeds. You know, but oftentimes we expect God to act in like these extraordinary and grand ways in our lives, yet the Lord is often present in amazingly ordinary ways. Right, he acts in ordinary ways. prime example of that is the sacraments. For example, confession. Right? When you come to confession, Who do you see, like an ordinary priest, a, a weak, sinful man? But he's standing in the place of Jesus Christ, and it's God himself who hears and forgives the penitent. The example of this Mass, Jesus comes to us in the Eucharist through what looks like ordinary substances, Right? Ordinary bread, ordinary wine. Yeah, when you when you taste the consecrated host, it tastes ordinary. Nothing special about it. Even you know, I think you could recall drinking the precious blood. It tastes like ordinary wine. And yet, our Lord comes to us through those ordinary means. Dear friends, let us open our minds and our hearts so that we can approach the Mass in a new way, a renewed way, for Almighty God, He comes to us in an extraordinary way through ordinary means.